on this episode of Right On Radio, the Antichrist and the plan. I have a lot of revelation on this that I want to share with you. Uh, I'm going to go through a lot of stuff in detail. Most of it is going to be scriptural, but I will be putting in some theoretical, and I believe that you are going to agree with me that what my hypothesis is, is the most likely scenario that these things will happen. You won't believe the detail I've got in this. I put in so much and, and, you know, sometimes folks prayer works because uh, just even today, as I was preparing to this, I met with my prayer team and they all committed to pray for me for this message. And I can tell it worked because normally I just come on and I do these things. I put some notes and I, and I go on it this time. I've actually got a, Oh, it's that side, a PowerPoint to go through to make sure that I do not miss any of the crucial steps. So stick around and I'll get right into it immediately after this. Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio. So first I want to talk about how this show came about. Uh, You know, obviously since I've been studying the book of Revelation and during that study of the book of Revelation, I studied the book of Daniel, I studied Matthew, I I spent countless hours studying. And do I get everything right? Do I interpret everything right? Probably not. But I think I've got most things uh, fairly accurate uh, as far as a translation. And we've done a Revelation series. The entire thing is on Podbean. I believe it starts from uh, number eight or something like that on YouTube. Uh, and that's because at the time when we started recording it, I had committed to record it and we were no longer on YouTube uh, for a period of time. So, you know, uh, we just recorded audio, but uh, it is on there. Uh, but this is going to go in a very different direction. I'm going to give you kind of a, a big picture view of things and some details that many of you might be considering. And also, really describe, you know, the things that must happen, the things that will happen, and the things that are happening now. I'm telling you, uh, you know, if we believe scripture, there's some things happening. And uh, I'm also going to talk about the person of the Antichrist and the dragon, which not a lot of people will talk about, but... You know, after just looking through the deception that is appearing all around the world, and particularly in the truther community, which is part of the reason I'm going to be doing Be the Berean. Uh, If you heard the announcement the other day, we're going to be taking things from other shows and, and putting correction to the things they say. And we're going to do it in love. It's not going against the show. It's not going against the people. But there are many people, especially over the last couple of years, who have really started to come to Christ and don't understand the scriptures, uh, haven't been well-versed in them. Uh, it takes time, folks. It's a it's a lofty book, and it's only by the Holy Spirit that it is translated to you. But we're all growing at different times, and there's been false uh, messages put into each of us by the church and different people's opinions. And Uh, I don't want to do that to you. I want to give you the scripture uh, to the best way I can. And that's why even even on the Sunday Bible studies, I really just read the word of God. I don't try to piece together too many uh, pieces of scripture to prove a particular point. I just want to encapsulate the chapter that was given to us by God in its entirety and uh, give you some insight into it through my study. And uh, again, I might not be right about everything, but I think I get the bulk of it uh, correct. And I certainly pray before I do every broadcast. So uh, welcome, everyone. Um, This one is going to be good. You might want to get a snack or something. I'm not sure how long it's going to take, but I'm going to do this entire presentation for you 
on this special time because this isn't an Intel show and we normally do Intel shows on like Tuesdays and Thursdays and now uh, Friday morning we do it live on Podbean. Uh, Tom Althaus and I are doing some current news and uh, and Christy and I do some shows here and there but uh, we're all over the place folks. We're on Rumble. We have some shows we can only put on there, video shows. Uh, we're on Podbean where we oh, can we do some live shows and we can only put certain material on there. And we're, of course, on YouTube, which I love the platform. And uh, we only put certain types of material here. But I believe this is going to be safe for consumption on this platform of YouTube. So without further ado, let's talk about the Antichrist, the plan, and the revelation, which I have on my updated slide, but I already loaded this in. It took a while, so I didn't do it again. I apologize. Here is the thing. To understand the plan of the enemy, which I think is really well detailed in Scripture, so we don't have to guess too much, just a couple little nuances, I believe, that we have to guess on. But we really have to understand the relationships and who the players are. So let me go to my first slide. And this one here, put on my glasses, Colossians 1, verse 16, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Notice it talks about powers, dominions, principalities. Lucifer was created by Jesus for Jesus. Very important to understand that. It's going to make more sense as we go through this. Now let's look at the relationship of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And by the way, I cover this in a lot more detail in New Goggles, and I'm not going to give you which episode, uh, this particular slide, I'm not going to give you, because you have to go through them in order. You have to, folks. It won't do you any good to do them out of order. But there is the Father. The Father is the author of all things. He wrote history, all of eternity, he is the beginning and the end, to glorify his son. He has made his son the champion of the universe, the ultimate. And he did that to glorify his son. And, and I have a ton of scriptures. I can't give you every scripture for this, but the Son does everything to glorify the Father. That is the Son's job. The Son does everything to glorify the Father, and he only does what the Father tells him to do. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. So you've got the Father glorifying Jesus, and you've got the Holy Spirit glorifying Jesus, and all of that glory going into Jesus inside of the Trinity goes back up to the Father. And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Some red letters. That's Jesus himself, the God creator of heaven and earth, came 
through a womb, immaculate conception, and this is God himself speaking to us. So we are called not only to accept Jesus that he died and rose again on Calvary, but we are called to glorify Jesus. Now, if all things were created by him and for him, Lucifer was created to glorify Jesus. And I can give you a whole bunch of scriptures. He was a musician. He was a great, great angel. And he was created for Jesus' purposes. And he had to glorify Jesus as well. Now, he obviously took a different path. But if the Father wrote the beginning and the end, he's the Alpha and the Omega, did this surprise God? Of course not. Of course not. So, can the fallen nature, Lucifer into Satan, glorify God? Oh, yeah. Not that he could be any part of heaven or anything like that, but all these things are done by him and for him. This is really important for you to understand. All right, I got to go to a larger slide here. Uh, Hide my face a little bit. Revelation 12. And there was a war in heaven. This is the fall of Satan. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. And prevailed not. Neither was there a place found anymore in heaven. Hold on to that. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. So there was no longer a place for him in heaven, and him and a third of the angels were cast out and they were cast down to earth. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. So now... This is, this is written in the future, obviously. Uh, it was written in the past, but this is about future events. So not so now he the accused before so he goes and accuses us before God day and night. And you can look in Job and all the different scriptures to back that up. But this is talking about we, And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives until death. So Satan, there was no longer a place. Sin cannot be with the father. The father, Jesus and his angels, they banished him to earth because there was no place for him in heaven. So God actually made a place for Satan. That's the earth. And if you look at the temptation of Christ when the devil came to Jesus and tempted him, he said, I will give you all these things because it's his kingdom. Think about this for a second. Was this God's compassion? He created Satan. 
was did he have compassion on him to make a new place for him? I think he did. Now, the devil ultimately, after being banished from heaven and still giving it given a chance on earth, will fail that, and so hell is created. I might have this a little bit wrong, folks, but this is what I'm getting. I'm telling you, I really, really feel this uh, message right now. So, Isaiah... Chapter 14. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the Most High. They that thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man? that made the earth tremble, that did shake kingdoms? We are going to see this great serpent, this dragon, and we're going to scoff at him. This? You see, Satan knew that God was going to create man. He saw it. And Satan was the greatest angel. Lucifer was the greatest angel. And when he saw that he was making man in his own image, I'm not going to serve those people. I'm the greatest. Pride, folks. This is what's happened. But we overcome by the word of our testimony and our faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Trust me, this is going to get good. I know you know a lot of this stuff already, but hang on tight. Genesis 3. All this is going to make sense to you. I promise as we go into, as we go further, and I hope I'm going to get some good reactions from this. I hope I'm going to get some good comments as well, and maybe even correction. I'm okay with that. Genesis 3, the original lie. This is going to give us great insight into the coming deception. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said you shall not eat? Of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said to the woman, Ye shall surely not die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened, and ye should be made as gods, knowing both good and evil. Just I want to focus on uh, verse 4 for a second. Ye shall not surely die. The devil only has a small playbook, folks. He's not a creative. He's not a creator. He has to play within the rules and limitations that God 
has put for him. So if anyone was to follow Satan, to worship Satan, to do his work, to be an antichrist, to deny Christ, we're going to get there. Then if you knew that you would go to hell and be separated from God for eternity, burning in a flame, gnashing of teeth, not pleasant, eternity, folks, then you would never follow the wicked one, no matter how compelling your flesh is. But the lie, ye shall surely not die. Are there people talking about eternity right now? Are there people talking about melding human with machine? Storing your consciousness in the cloud? Oh, yeah. And he also says, you shall be as gods, knowing both good and evil. So the truth was, we did. she did find out, or Adam and Eve found out, what good and evil was. That was true. They didn't know evil. Before that, there was no evil except for the serpent and his fallen angels. But they had done no evil. They invited the sin and they transferred the kingdom of the earth over to him. But not only does the devil talk about immortality, he talks about you shall be as gods. I'm going to tell you a different thing. Be the Berean. Don't be as gods. Be the Berean. Search out God. But the lie is that ye shall be as gods and live in immortality forever. Are we hearing these things right now? Do people believe this stuff? The Jesus strand? Oh, God hid all of God's other 77 books or 536 books or whatever. That's all hidden and that's going to reveal the truth to you. They say. I believe there's some value in those other books. I've, I've learned a lot from reading Enoch. I've read a lot. I've learned a lot from some of these other writings. But the canonized book, the one that the creator of heaven and earth put out, and he kept it together, folks, despite man trying to meddle in it, God, if he created the heaven and the earth, he can keep a book together, and he did. And it's the 66 books. So, 1 Corinthians 15, and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day, according to scriptures. So, all of the prophecies of the Old Testament, Jesus fulfilled every one of them. I believe it's 256. I might be wrong on the number. But it's impossible for one person, unless you're God, to fulfill all of those prophecies. But Jesus died on the cross. He took the stripes for us. He died. He rose again. Well, he went down to hell, stole the keys of hell, and rose again. And now the keys to hell are in heaven, waiting to be dispatched to open up the gates once more. So <clears throat> let's talk about tribulation. Now, I did a detailed analysis of the timelines of tribulation. I believe it was the Revelation wrap-up episode. It's on YouTube. It's on Podbean. 
And I spent countless hours really calculating it, going from the book of Daniel, looking in the book of Revelation, Luke 11, Matthew 24. Like just there's so much that I studied. I probably spent 40 hours on that uh, to put out that show. And I cover it in like 30 minutes for you. So uh, take it if you can get it. But let's just see some of the things that happen in tribulation. Now, I will point out this. There is a distinction in my mind. Most people say that tribulation is seven years long. And they are right. There is a seven-year period that will be awful. Like no other time before on earth. But my understanding, and I believe the book of Revelation is clear on this, that tribulation is actually three and a half years. And then there's the wrath of God, which is another three and a half years. In between that, you'll see the Antichrist. Well, I'll get there. Let's let me just put out these. So here are some signs of the tribulation. First of all, you know, when we look at uh, in Revelation 4, I believe it is, when the or 5, the, the four horsemen are sent out. And the four horsemen have different assignments. The first one is to set out to conquer. So there will be armies in this world set out to conquer. They're going for world domination, the fall of uh, the empire as we know it, of, well, really the fall of Babylon. <laughs> Ugh, although the Lord really takes care of that one himself, but there is a fight for world domination. Now, through a lot of study, and I'm this is conjecture I'm making on this point, but I believe the armies that will come out to conquer will be mostly a com will be driven and there could be lots of countries involved, but I do believe it will be China, Russia, and Iran. I have my eyes on those three countries conjecture, but Will but the the fact that there's going to be wars and set out to conquer that is not conjecture that's Bible. The second thing is you're going to see people turning on each other, killing each other, the disputes between neighbors, for instance, will become so vile that people will start to turn and kill each other. Now, we saw powers that be try to turn people against each other, you know, the pure bloods, you know, against the not so pure bloods and stuff like that. It didn't really work. Uh, and maybe their plan for, you know, this uh, massive war, because remember, the devil might be trying to push the timelines, but he has to answer. Only the father gives permission for when these things truly happen. The other thing that will happen is massive, massive inflation. So a loaf of bread essentially is going to be like $100. <laughs> Forget a TV dinner, folks, <laughs> you know, um, or a luxury. If a loaf of bread is a, is 100 bucks, you know, what's a steak, 10000 there's going to be, and you know, we see they're trying to push forward this thing right now, the deletes, that is. Um, also, there will be a lot of people actually dying of hunger. They will be killed by hunger. People dying around the world because there's not enough food. And then... Towards the end of the three and a half year period, 
there's going to be a great earthquake. God, I suspect, is going to reach his hand out and shake the earth. Like, and when he says an earthquake, I don't think it's uh, like anything we've ever seen before. I think it's going to get a real shaking. After those things happen in the tribulation, this is my understanding of the timelines. Then we get into Revelation 13. And honestly, I only need to read part of this, but I'm going to read the scriptures that I've pulled up uh, for you. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name blasphemy. Now, I'm not going to get into what the crowns are and the horns. We covered that in Revelation, but for this teaching, I want to point out, well, first of all, it's obviously blasphemy, but it's the beast rise out of the sea. The sea is the current world system. The world system is basically being governed. This is my interpretation, theoretical, okay, is being governed by maritime law. Could that be the sea? And the beast was like that into a leopard, and the feet were the feet of a bear, and the mouth is the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power. So the reason I, I don't want to get into the leopard and the bear, we did that before, but it's important. The dragon gave the beast his power and his seat and great authority. So the dragon, Satan, gives his seat, his power, and his authority to the beast. And I saw one of his heads as if it was wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all of the world wondered after the beast. So one of the heads, so essentially there's these in my interpretation of the scriptures, the heads are, um, the world is severed into basically 10 quadrants and there's heads of state. Okay. So there's like 10 people running the world at this point in time because the authority has been given, they're running the world. And one of those heads is severely wounded. So when you want to know who the Antichrist is, we will already have a new world order. We will already have one world government split up geographically around the world. And one of those leaders will take a blow to the head and be healed and the world will wonder. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. So now they worship the dragon. This is going somewhere, folks. Who gave power unto the beast? And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like this beast? And who is able to war with him? Here is my guess, and so you'll see uh, if you're looking at this, if you're reading it, if it, this is the theoretical part. So who is the dragon? The dragon cannot be a man. The dragon is the is Satan. It's Lucifer. The dragon cannot be a man. So my conjecture is the dragon must be otherworldly. 
Yeah. I think that there is going to, it's going to be otherworldly. So when the dragon, Satan himself, presents himself to the world, he's going to have to come with some spectacular power and it reunites all the earth because what he's saying is making sense. No, 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 no. You were created for this. You are gods. You can live forever. And he will represent safety and peace. Very important. Remember those words. Safety and peace. Now, just a little bit more theoretical stuff. Because I pay attention to the lies of the enemy, and by the way, I do it so you don't have to as much, you know, honestly, you shouldn't focus on that. You should focus on not who the Antichrist is, not who the dragon is, but you should focus on who Jesus Christ is, and uh, all things will make sense, and you're going to see that a little bit further on too. But I truly think that this person is going to be one of those that people are now saying is an ascended master. I think this is how the dragon will present himself. And the beast, yeah, his name isn't probably going to be modern day Nimrod, but all roads lead back to Nimrod when you reach, when you research this stuff. He will be a world leader. He will be charismatic. He will be alluring. And he will be human. The synagogue of Satan will acknowledge the Messiah. And all regions of the earth will conform. In general, not everybody, but all regions will conform. The mark of the beast. So after these things happen, that's when the mark of the beast is presented. There has been a consolidation of power. People are beginning, like this is right then, when all this stuff happens, when the head wound happens, he's healed, and the world marvels, this is when they bring out the mark of the beast. Now, when I did the show just a couple days ago, I was talking about Nasara Jasara. They cannot get rid of cash Instantly, because anyone, everyone would come out with their pitchforks and their guns, folks, and go after these people. Because everyone, everybody would realize the complete loss of freedom. Like There's nothing left. It's too quick, too soon. But after a financial reset of some kind, I believe there will be fraud and things like that exposed. And we're going to be told that there's actually enough money for everyone. Doesn't mean you, you don't work because the world would stop working if we stopped working, but there's more than enough for everyone. And there's going to be no poverty and stuff like that. And to accept your gift, to pay off your debt, conjecture, to pay off your debt, to do these things, to have a little bit of money in the bank. We're doing it so this can never happen again. This is what I perceive the lie as being. So this can never happen again. We're putting it on this quantum financial system. And so you'll be able to access your money. But if you want to spend that money, you're also spending it within that financial system. And so... 
employers start to pay you into that system. It becomes the world system and you voluntarily went on to the system because they bribed you with your own money, just like they do in every election. <laughs> just not a new game. It works. That's why they're going to do it. So they've bribed you with your own money. And then you have to, uh, then eventually cash is going away. It just goes away quick because everyone jumps on this. You got that free gift. It's the new world system. Then the mark of the beast is presented. And let me just make this a bit bigger so I can read it. Uh, I'm just going to. And he causeth all, both great, rich, and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in his right hand or in their foreheads. Uh, because you won't be able to buy or sell. I'm just paraphrasing it. Um, folks, listen, cash is gone. If you want to participate in this world full of peace and safety, peace and safety, then you just have to take this mark or you won't be able to buy or sell. And when you accept the mark, you're called to worship the image of the beast. You've been called to worship mammon since the day you were born. They've been conditioning you for this. All these things. But most importantly, and we're learning this through the tribulation, that all we want is peace and safety. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the, shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So it's right after the mark of the beast. Because listen, there's a lot of us, myself, I will not take the mark of the beast. I don't care how great the deception is. I'm not going to take it. And I pray no one close to me will ever take it. Because if you take the mark of the beast, you could have been a good Christian all your life. That is not a forgivable sin. You will go to hell if you take the mark of the beast. But because of these things, these days will be cut short. And again, when I did the timelines, I think it's 40 days max, folks. 40 days maximum. My estimation, I, and listen, we don't know the date in which the tribulation starts. No man will ever know that. But when the tribulation really is here and going under, we're going to know it. We're going to know because uh, we're probably going to get to a point where we're really hungry and we're seeing people kill each other in the streets. It's a terrible time and then peace and safety is offered. And then the mark of the beast. But right after the mark of the beast is entered, at some point in the very near future, the sun 
is dark. The moon does not give her light. Ladies and gentlemen, when this happens, get down on your knees or flat on your face. Do not care for yourself any longer. Pray to God for everybody that comes into your mind. Oh, but before you do that, repent of every sin that comes into your mind. Repent, repent, repent. Now, I know you've been repented. I know you've been covered by the blood of Christ, but I'm telling you, this is what I'm doing. I will be down on my face. I will repent of every single thing that uh, that that I can think of, and I believe God's going to give me revelation because at the, at the end of your life, uh, many people have said your life kind of flashes before your eyes. I think something like that's going to happen, conjecture, but I'm going to repent of every single sin. Not that I, I do it every day. I want you to know that because I sin every day, folks. So there's a reason why I have to repent every day. I sin every day just like you do. But then pray for everybody Buddy, you can think of everyone who comes into your mind. Pray, pray, pray for them. And I'm telling you, I'm committed. Once the sun and the moon are darkened, I'm not getting up. I'm just going to pray. If I fall asleep, let it be. Uh, but I'm going to wake up and stay there praying. You know, maybe get up to go to the bathroom if that's necessary. But I don't think I'm even going for food at this point. Um, I'm just going to be there and the food's not going to be readily available anyway. So, uh, that's how good God is. He keeps us, he can keep us in that position. <laughs> oh man. Our Lord is so good. And by the way, all of this, all of this is to glorify God because if God forced you to love him, if we didn't know good and evil, we just loved him and we didn't have a choice. We really couldn't be like him because he has every choice. We are made in his image. God allowed Satan to fall to this earth and to rule for his glory because when you glorify God, you made it as a choice as being someone who is made in his image. You want to know how the rest works? So when God comes in his glory, the last one I've read from Matthew 24, um, that to me is when we are swept up into his presence. And then the world continues. But the second period of that seven years, the next three and a half years, is the wrath of God. And God's not going to let his children go through his wrath. People will survive the wrath of God. When Jesus' kingdom comes down from heaven, it's a physical thing, a physical kingdom that's been built up in heaven is coming down to earth about 1,500 miles square. It is coming down to earth. There will be people who survived the wrath of God who are going to be here, and we are going to be in the kingdom ruling with our Lord and Savior. Who are those people who are left? Just a funny thought. I've said it on the show before. So you know how all these deletes are building these bunkers and stuff like that? They don't care about world war because they think they'll be safe. Ah, they might be safe. But then they ruled over us. God's justice when his kingdom comes back here. We rule over them. Come on, doesn't that put a smile on your face? 
Just think about it. Ah, God is so good. Hey, follow us on uh, Rumble. Follow me on Podbean, uh, right on radio.podbean.com. By the way, uh, read Matthew. If, if you don't have time to do the whole Revelation study that we've put out there, read Matthew 24. It kind of gives you everything in one chapter. Uh, so if you have any homework to do, uh, if you feel so inclined to be the Berean, to look up these things and to see that they are so, uh, go to Matthew 24 and you can get a really quick encapsulation of it. Um, I want to thank every one of you who support me. I am listener supported now. There are some links in the um, description box. And uh, if you're not one who wants to be a like a monthly giver or make a one-time PayPal donation, well, what I would say to any one of you is you still shop. Why not shop in our Patriot store? It's all the things you're buying from the grocery store, folks, except it's American and Canadian made. There's no poisonous ingredients. And we can even save you money and have it delivered to your door. Go to switchaway.com slash ROR. And I'm thankful for every one of you that does that. And people love the products, folks. Everyone loves the products. You know, everything from snacks. We got the best popcorn. I'm telling you, you'll never buy the other brands, store brands again. Um, Things like that, cleaning things, shampoos, as some of you know, have been made a little bit famous now. Um, chocolate bars, you know, but stuff that you buy. Uh, toothpaste is fantastic. You'll never go back to the that poison that uh, you've been putting in your mouth for since you were young after you try our toothpaste. And the mouthwash is just exceptional. Best mouthwash ever. Anyways, there's over 400 and something products, really well-established, switchaway.com slash R-O-R. And uh, if you haven't yet, please do follow us also on rightonradio.podbean.com or download the app. I do a lot of live shows on there. We have the Military Analyst Show. We've got the, uh, uh, I started the new show with Tom. I'm thinking it uh, might take off as well. Uh, we had a great reception on the first one. And uh, and that's where the bulk of our content is always can be found. So it's worth going there if you haven't. And uh, and Rumble, if you like the video, uh, we don't put everything on Rumble, but there's certain things we can put on there we can't put on here. So there you go, folks. Uh, a special Friday night show. Uh, don't normally do it. I just thought it would be fun to have this discussion on a Friday night. So in the meantime, you know what's coming. Say it along with me, folks. <laughs> love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. <laughs>